Hello friends, welcome to the podcast Executive Mom Stories. This is not an ordinary business podcast, but this show is with ordinary people who are making an extraordinary efforts, the working moms who are juggling to keep a balance at work and home. Today on Executive Mom Stories, Vaishali Sudan Sharma. Very simple things like for example, whether you should massage your child yourself or should you hire a manishwali so a lot of people used to tell me my my mother in law said oh no no manishwali is good you should get a good manishwali to massage your child and but somewhere in my head i felt that a manishwali doesn't even know the exact pressure points like does she even know what is reflexology for that matter a child who very fragile child how would she know what part of the body needs to be pressed Vishali is a mother of 5 years boy and a communication consultant having 12 years corporate experience. Vishali is the founder of blog The Champa Tree, a must-to-go platform for parenting tips and hacks. She holds bachelor's in mass communications from IP College for Women, Delhi University. and masters in international public relations from Cardiff University at present she is working with slurp farm as vp marketing and pr hi vesali it's pleasure to have you on podcast today we appreciate that you could take out time on sunday how are you doing i'm very good and it's a pleasure to be um, you know uh, be a part of something which is such a great initiative thank you you liked it tell us about your journey as a blogger and as a mother as both of these phases started simultaneously in 2014 um it is um, it has been a very very beautiful journey for me um so you know how um a woman has to juggle um with, so since 2014 till date my life has been like that of a super juggler um when i conceived which was in the year of 2013 i was pretty much sure that you know life is going to change in ways beyond comprehension but my pregnancy was extremely tough so i could not carry on and uh, that was when um, hershel you know uh, came in my life and um i was exploring a lot of things online and i figured that blogging um is a great way to uh, express your thoughts um as a mother as a new mom i was obviously kind of extremely confused about things that a mom a new mom should do not do you have your mom and mom in law around but you still you know kind of want to not follow traditional ways of upbringing blindly so i used to go online i used to you know google a lot that's when i realized that a lot of questions that a new mom or an experienced mom for that matter has you know um, they are constantly looking for something which validates their own beliefs and systems so that's when this whole idea of blogging came into existence and uh, i mean today the champa tree and harshal are about the same age they are both 5 years of age and i'm nurturing them both with a lot of love and passion so what were those beliefs what you wanted to explore um very simple things like for example whether you should massage your child yourself or should you hire a manishwali so a lot of people used to tell me my my mother in law said oh no no manishwali is good you should get a good manishwali to massage your child and but somewhere in my head i felt that a manishwali doesn't even know the exact pressure points like does she even know what is reflexology for that matter a child who very fragile child how would she know what part of the body needs to be pressed that's 
you know that was a thing which kind of these were the kind of practices which i felt should be questioned and why should you just blindly follow what other people are doing and saying i did never have i never had a malishwali i did it all by myself so things like these and you know like one day someone told me that oh you know what you should nap when the child is napping and i felt that it's difficult if he's sleeping and i want to manage other things and manage those other things while he's asleep because i can't sleep when he's sleeping so, but people used to say oh you know you will be able to feel fresh because if you sleep with the baby then you will obviously be as fresh as the baby it never happens like that but you know and people should not force themselves to do things like these because it's not possible itself so these were the things which these were the beliefs the old old old, old age old traditional practices which i felt that are adding too much stress and pressure in a life of a new mother who is anyways very stressed about a lot of other things and then suddenly people telling her no this this is right not that you should do it this way not that way uh, th- you know these were the beliefs that i wanted to kind of you know myths that i wanted to bust and um, and you know if you go through my blog you will see that i only tell one thing to each and every reader out there that do what your instincts say right so how do you choose topics to write like i said topics like these like the ones which i feel that moms are googling the most right. for example i wanted to know at what age should i discontinue breastfeeding and i knew that this was one question that a lot of moms would have right. in their mind so um usually i you know kind of think from a perspective of a mother a reader what is it that she is looking for what kind of questions baby food charts height and weight is my baby growing at the right you know pace um then when the child is a toddler certain other things that are so meeting more and more people like minded people and also when you google um you get a lot of you know understanding of the kind of topics that people are searching for so it is a mix of experience and a lot to do with speaking to moms like me so how do you validate those findings from the google there are topics written by people whom do you know you don't know so how do you validate those like i said um, you know you speak to 50 people and out of 50 people if 40 are telling you something and something which is in sync with your own philosophy for example you know you can you know wean your child off after 8 months and you know that that's a typical that's process working for that's you. working for me and that's probably my pediatrician telling me the same thing and a lot of other moms telling me the same thing i follow that but i'm not a firm believer in asking people to do what i'm doing i always leave a disclaimer in the end saying that but at the end of the day you need to trust your own instincts if the child wants to carry on feeding you know you're want, wanting to have your milk then go with the flow but after 8 months it's okay to you know even to switch the switch the over so as a mother what worries you the most and how do you manage that as a mom there are two things that i you know i don't worry too much about those two things because those two things used to worry me earlier but as i move forward in this journey of motherhood i feel that these two things which every mom is worried about should not one is that she needs to learn to let go and number 2 is this mom guilt i feel like these two things are overhyped when i was a new mom people used to tell me oh you know now you must just quit job and work uh, from home or just don't work because you have a child in your life but i feel that why is this a norm in our society why is it a woman is not allowed to do what she wants to do being a mother is not a label or a tag to tell her that now sit at home and look after your family 
and when it, and if the mother wants to step out and work or start join again that whole mom guilt tra- trap that she's you know more than herself she's made to feel like that when she's working in the office she's made to feel that oh why is she doing this she should be home with the child because the child is probably not eating well drinking well yeah. pooping well i feel that these two things which every mom experiences at some point she should let go of these two things let go of habits let go of uh, you know your child it's okay your child will not fall ill if he's crying too much because he can't see you around or your child will not you know fall ill because he's crying because you know something has not happened the way the child wants let go of it and let go of this whole mom guilt trap so do what you feel is right sometimes uh, it is easier said than done so yeah. how did you do it i'm still trying to you know it's like every day something goes right and then something suddenly goes wrong and that's when you question yourself that oh you know your philosophy of wanting to let go was it a right thing to do but you just have to believe in yourself and just be a little more stubborn um and tell yourself that it's okay we'll deal with this um i know a lot of moms are like a con- you know they want to control the situation they want to make sure that you know the house is clean and the baby's um, the child is well fed and the everything is under control sometimes it's not possible and i know that even at times when i feel that letting go has happened for me and suddenly when i you know when i come back from Which work again, you fall in that in trap, trap yeah. that loop and you think that nahi you know i can't let go how can i let go i think the only thing is that you sit back and take a deep breath for like 5 minutes and ask yourself ki agar ye nahi hua if this has not happened will it really change your life you know if the if if the child has not had his milk in the evening today will it really change his life it's okay he can have it at night he can have it tomorrow we can compensate it by giving him yogurt cheese whatever but does it really make a lot of difference if there's so much chaos suddenly because things didn't go as per your you know whims and fancies what were your postpartum blues and how did you deal with those my postpartum blues were terrible and i feel that a lot of indian moms don't realize that they're going through postpartum uh, depression it's because hormones go, go for a toss right. and everyone around them tell them that oh it's okay uh, we've gone through this you'll also go through this it happens you know suddenly your life has changed your child is you're not sleeping well all of this happens but i feel that postpartum is really underrated um it can have serious repercussions you know you you come out of it and after two days you're back on track and you're sleeping well and you forget about it but somewhere if it's not treated properly it creeps in and in a more horrible way and a disgusting way um i dealt with it by seeking support um i told my mother about this and she said okay if you know you're not feeling too well in your head why don't you go speak to a gynae or go to and speak to a counselor i went to a counselor and she said she helped me she planned my day she told me that you're doing well take time out for yourself and now your life is has definitely changed but it doesn't mean that it's going to be surrounded by your child you need to only be thinking about your child and your you know your you need to also take time out for yourself and think for yourself that doesn't mean that you have to just uh you know step out you can also find your peace and time at home doing things that you like to do right so yes i dealt with it and um, there are ways to deal with it but i think it's important to um figure that there are symptoms there and identify those symptoms and treat them right 
what are your writing tricks so that things carry the meaning and they don't hurt your readers and the public at large you know there have been times when i have written something and i've got a feedback where you know a lot of people have come back to me and said that oh well but you know uh, this is not right because As you earlier you know, said but that was my initial years right. because at that point in time i was kind of still figuring uh, myself but after a while i realized that it's very important to be very very mindful of all sorts of experiences that people are going through um sometimes what you say you may not mean it in a particular way but people take it as an offense so i've started putting disclaimers towards the end i have started talking to more and more like i said my sample size has expanded those initial days when i would only speak to like 10 people and figure a answer and i would just post it on my blog now things have changed i reach out to more and more people to get validation to get authenticity and credibility in place it's very important to be very very careful of your language you should not be authoritative in what you practice you should always leave it for the reader to decide at the end you are just giving them a framework absolutely i'm just giving them a framework it's not an authority post where i say this is what you must do uh, i always leave it to them i always tell them that this could be one of the ways to do something right but if you have your own instincts to follow which you must then please do that and tell me uh, share it with me so that i can share it with a lot of readers out there who are reading my blog so as a active blogger you must be interacting as you said with lots of people and particularly mothers the parents so what are the silly questions they are still trying to find i don't think they're silly actually because i feel that even a simple question like my baby's poop color has changed suddenly may sound silly to a lot of people out there who don't know anything about you know the initial stages yeah. of a child child's poop but some of those silly questions and like i said they're not silly but i feel that they're very valid for example kajal can we put kajal in our child's eyes because we feel that the eyes the size will grow or you know bathing the child with malai and makkhan all that i don't know milk will that change the complexion of the child those age old traditional practices which i think existed for some other reasons but have been misinterpreted or for example uh, is it okay to um, you know um, kind of um, a lot of questions which i feel maybe personal but they are important because the, the, the people they don't know exactly it's first time and they don't know the answers and they really want people to tell them what's the right thing right way to go about it so lots and lots but i feel that they're not silly they're just i think they have a value attached to those questions um, and i just want to help them so can we say vesali is busting dadi ma ke nuske i i want to do that but uh, you know as i research more and more i feel that a lot of these practices in dadi ma ke nuske have been practiced because there are valid reasons for that but it's just that over a period of time we just didn't get them right and we have been blindly following them without knowing the exact reason why we are doing that and that's when things start going wrong for example introducing ragi at 6 months is a good idea because we want to introduce more and more grains in a child's you know introduce child to more and more diverse tastes but up north it's always either atta suji or rice but our dadi and nani used to introduce had introduced so many super grains to us because we wanted they wanted good for us but we used to think nahi it's not right we don't know how ragi is eaten so these these are some simple uh, you know 
things that I feel are to be researched well and should be brought out to the readers interestingly and in a proper way. And bringing them to contemporary settings. Correct. Bringing a mix of traditional and modern. But you should know what is right and what is not for yourself by experiencing it and practicing it yourself. How do you negotiate with your son in terms of food habits, in terms of screen times, in terms of play time? How do you do that? This is also a very, very important question that a lot of readers ask. Actually, most of the time, 90% of the time, the questions are these only. You know, written or asked in a very different way. Screen time limited. I feel like today with gadgets, and we ourselves are so gadget inclined um, that a child is just doing what we are showing that child, right? Um, I have, you know, there was a time when he was really, really addicted to it. By addiction, I mean two hours a day, and I realized that this was not taking us anywhere. So now we, I. As soon as I'm back home, we take him out for his biking, uh, cycling, sports. In the night, we read out books. Um, I'm only giving him half an hour of TV exposure, which is in the form of Nat Geo or something which is more informative, Discovery Channel, where he can, you know, learn a lot about what's happening around. So his screen time has been taken care of. It took time. It never happened overnight. And I know... Every person out there is dealing, you know, every parent has this question. Everyone wishes that it can be converted to those type Correct. of channels. But the only thing is don't give up. Like today, if your child is watching 5 hours, next week bring it out to 4, then 3, then 2. It can never be like, you know. 5 to 0. Yes, right. it can never be. So just be patient. Likewise with food, eating habits. Do not ever, ever expose child to TV when the child is eating. I know it's a difficult thing. We have all done this. But please fix it as soon as you can. And it's never too late. If you think at five years of age, my child has just been used to eating certain foods, that's not true. Their taste buds are evolving. Even today, if you introduce something new to your child in your child's diet, be persistent. Ten times he'll say no. The uh, 11th time he'll automatically, he or she will have 5 or 6 spoons. And then you'll see that one day, he or she is actually consume exactly an entire bowl. So how do you keep a balance among various demanding roles, mother, blogger, a corporate life? How do you do that? It's hard. But I think it just keeps me sane. Um, You know, I feel like there's very little time, you know, in the sense even 24 hours is not enough. I do compromise on my sleep also which is not a good thing but I feel like this is my time and I want to give a lot to people around me whether they are my family or they are people like me who've gone through a lot because they didn't know as a new mom how to deal with postpartum how to deal with certain you know things which are child related or family related so I feel like it's important to have a repository of information, of wealth, um, and also create a lot of memories with your child. And everything falls, you know, into, it falls in a pattern. What is on your bucket list? My only mantra in life is to just not have a bucket list. I don't have anything in my bucket list. I just take every day as it comes. Because it only leads to disappointments. And this is my belief. What are you reading currently and how do you decide about what to read? I read a lot. Every night I at least try and do two pages of a book. Uh, my last book was actually a beautiful, it's a beautiful book called, uh, uh, you know, I 
it's a book by david park which is to do with a relationship of a son and a a father and a son um i keep forgetting names of books because often my reading also includes my child's right. books so i remember what he's reading <laughs> but i only remember the author of the author. book that i'm reading okay. so every day uh, you know there's one book that i read for myself and one book that i read for my son so if you ask me his book i'll tell you what it is what are those books so it's like um, yesterday we were reading um, along came the santa so he loves all these santa books so that's okay. one book that he's really you know fascinated by and you know today i think we are going to read another book by uh, you know uh, bloomsbury publishing and it's to do with santa only okay so santa time is coming so it's it still is like <laughs> you know like 6 months from now but right. santa is every day santa <laughs> visits us good Vesali, any message you would like to leave for listeners and specifically for working moms? Um, like I said, let go. It's very important to let go, um, and do not give up on your dreams. Um, if for some reason you've taken a sabbatical in life, always think that it's for something good to come out. For example, I took a sabbatical uh, as soon as Harshu was born. I decided. In fact, even when I conceived, I because my pregnancy was so tough. i thought i will have to take a sabbatical in those years a very beautiful thing happened to me i explored um, something which is now the champa tree a beautiful blog with over 2 million views um there are people who uh, are writing to me every day appreciating um, you know and they're giving me a lot of support and encouragement so those years while i was at home taking care of my child i also was able to give birth to something called as the champa tree a blog on parenting and motherhood so it worked out for me and i think every person out there is talented in his own his or her own way whether it's moms or dads you know i feel that we should all be able to explore avenues um to de-stress ourselves and you never know i mean in that course of de-stressing something beautiful might happen to you which you feel was actually a blessing in disguise you may not have thought of may not have thought of and in those 3 years while i was at home taking care of my child i was able to be more creative and expressive and i was also making money so you know these things don't you don't you should never ever follow your heart or passion if you are only aiming at money be more passionate and everything else falls into place okay thank you vesali thank and you so we much and we wish that champatri goes to a big banyan tree uh-huh. and someday we want to meet arsha also Absolutely. thank you thank you thank so you. much hello working moms learn to let go and come out of the mother's guilt Many a times things happen unplanned but they will give you good surprises too so just follow your instincts have a wonderful time and stay tuned to executive mom stories we would love to hear from you for any feedback or to be guest on our show you can reach us at exemomstories@gmail.com or on executive mom stories facebook page I hope you enjoyed this Hubhopper original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info@hubhopper.com. That's info@hubhopper.com and we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.